Hey, this is Dr. Cree. I am a board-certified family medicine physician, and I'm the owner of Brownstone Healthcare, where our mission is to take care of the everyday person who's overwhelmed and overworked and looking to live a healthy, happy, and whole life. We have a direct primary care service where you can pay $70 a month to have all access to meet your physician, have discounted labs, and imaging if needed. So you'd pay the $70 a month, no matter if you're insured, underinsured, or have no insurance at all. Call us at 205-202-5650 or go ahead on the roll today at www.brownstonehealthcare.com. You tell me a joke. Oh, no. I am telling the joke first today. Okay. Did you hear that the Energizer Bunny was arrested? No. He was charged with battery. (laughs) (laughs) You know that was a good one. Your turn. I I tried not to laugh on that one. Okay. A blind man walks into a bar. Okay. And then a chair. And then a table. Born in San Diego, California, Jude Washington spent his entire adolescent years rotating between San Diego and Montgomery, Alabama, between his divorced parents. Now married to Lenise Washington, I'm sure you've heard of her on this podcast before. Together, they have four children, one son, and three daughters. After high school, Jude joined the United States military, where he served as a combat corpsman, medic, in the United States Navy. During during his time in the Navy, he served in combat in several conflicts, including Operation Just Cause in Panama, Operation Desert Shield and Desert Storm, and Bosnia. While in the Navy, Jude obtained a paramedic certification and an LPN degree. Injured in combat in a diving exercise in 1991, he was forced out of the Navy in 1993 due to injuries. Because of a difficulty finding a job as a nurse, he resorted to law enforcement starting in New York and then moving to Montgomery, where he worked as a correctional officer. From there, he was hired as a nurse medic in the Jefferson County Jail. And after three years, blue light fever struck, and he returned to law enforcement and has been there ever since 1998. A member of the nonprofit Community First, which was founded by Big Walter Wilson and Abdul Al-Wahid. The program focuses on educating youth from underserved communities to history of the South. Along with Pamela Bass, Jude founded the Genesis Project, which is a nonprofit also focusing on educating our youth to a world outside of their communities. 
They also address sentences of people who were young when they were arrested, but still serving lengthy sentences today that would not have received. They're also focused on closing the gap of misunderstanding and willful ignorance between police and citizens. You got to remind me, we're going to come back to that. Right. <laughs> Dude, tell me a joke. Oh, no. I am telling the joke first today. Okay. Did you hear that the Energizer Bunny was arrested? No. He was charged with battery. (laughs) (laughs) You know that was a good one. Your turn. I I tried not to laugh on that one. Okay. A blind man walks into a bar. Okay. And then a chair. And then a table. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What do you call a female police officer? Who plays guitar? Hmm. You got me. Share riff. <laughs> <laughs> Jude, I want to first of all thank you and your lovely wife for your love, support, and wonderful gift. For my graduation. Absolutely. Um, And just like I was talking to Nadav in the previous podcast, we are so close, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't know, like, everything about you. I I know from where we started and just we got close. Right. But, like, you know, tell me what, what it was like growing up as Jude. Like, how many do you have siblings? Yeah. And, you know, I know about, um, you know, I knew you, your parents were divorced. I remember you. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that. Right. But tell me your story, man. Wow, man. So um, I'm from San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in a, a household, and I, I want to say it was dysfunctional, you know. Mm-hmm. But to me, as a child, it was normal, you know. Right. I, I, my, my mother's an interracial child. I have a white grandmother. We grew up in the hood, Logan Heights, in San Diego, pretty much a gang-infested area, you know. Now, did I ever tell you that I was in San Diego at Balboa? Okay. I did my basic training right. in San Diego, and then I went to Corman A School at at Balboa. I did not know that. I love San Diego. That's yeah. the best weather in it is. the world. 73 year but, round. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you. But go ahead, finish. Yeah, so so my mom and dad, they had, my my dad was pretty abusive to my mother. Um uh, very abusive to my mother. Um we didn't have much of a father-son relationship when I was a kid. My dad was also an alcoholic, you know. My dad got involved in selling drugs and that sort of thing. He was in the Navy. That's how he met my mother in San Diego, you know. Okay. So when he got out, you know, he had a good job. He worked for McDonald Douglas. He even taught at San Diego State. My dad was a, a smart man, just wanted to be in those streets, you know. And mm. uh, and uh, so my mom, my mom worked, um, you know, at the Sheridan Hotels of Bellhop um, and, and originally. And then um, she also danced on Soul Train. And uh, she, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
and she danced on um, the Midnight Special Wolfman Jack. She was, my mom was part of all that. Oh yeah, yeah. man, I used, I haven't heard Wolfman <laughs> Jack in so long. I used to love right, Wolfman right, Jack. Right, I, I, you know, I got videos and pictures of you know my mom. She's got pictures of her in the room with Al Green, man, um, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, man, the Barcades, and like, like they just partying, man. Just, I mean, you know, yeah. after parties and stuff. So my mom was really a socialite, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, my father. Uh, when he when they got divorced, my father got caught up in a murder case <laughs> in San Diego, uh, and they thought he was the one that did it. However, uh, um, circumstances fell in line for him that, that they figured out who really killed this, this these two guys. And um, wow. uh, my dad came back to Montgomery, Alabama. So from the, from that point on, I was coming here for the summers. And it was kind of different. It was a culture shock. Yeah, because I talked different. They called me a sissy because I talked different at the time. And then I would, the funniest story I had about it was I wore some Nikes, man, them shell toe Nikes. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I came one summer to the Gibbs Village Projects in Montgomery, and they were looking at my shoes. They're like, man, you got buddy grips on. Buddy, I said, <laughs> buddy grips. Buddy grips. On. What are you talking about? These Nikes, man. And they were teasing my shoes, but they were all wearing tracks from Kmart. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> now that's funny. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, it was it was a big culture shock under the language, you know. And I, yeah. So there, sometimes I went to school here, then I go back to California, go to school there. So I was, I it didn't bother me. You mm-hmm. know, I, I had friends there, I had friends here, but the, my closest friends were here in, okay. in, in Montgomery, Alabama, man. So, um, my mom and dad decided to. Well, my dad flew my mom here. Said, "Hey, we're gonna be a family." Uh, mom gets here, dad dips like within days. You know, never came back to the house. Um, my mom got into law enforcement. Uh, that's pretty much where my, I didn't really care about the police too much. You know, I, I didn't dislike the police, but I'm yeah. from California, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, so um, but I mean, we all have, I mean, not we all, but right. as a race, right. we all have a strained relationship absolutely. with the police. Absolutely. So, yeah. That, that is absolutely correct. You yeah. know, and my uncle, I had an uncle who's. But I still have the uncle who was always running from the police. You know, you look down the street any day, you see him coming, police right behind him, you know. So I looked at the I looked at the police in, in two different lights. One, yeah. one is they're here to harass us. The other part was they're here to get my uncle out of my grandmother's house. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So that being said, man, you know, I, I grew up between both places, graduated uh, from Jeff Davis High School in Montgomery. Really, I didn't. I got kicked out of school. You know, got kicked out of school for fighting during semester exams. You know, because mm-hmm. in, in uh, I was um you know, I was a boxer. You know, I, really, yeah, bo- yeah, boxing, swimming, football, um, wrestling, track. Those were my sports. Okay, right. So, um, I graduated, man, and I went in uh, the military, and uh, was in the reserves, right. And so, I remember not really doing what I was supposed to do and deciding to go active duty. And they said, "What do you do?" I said, "Well, I box." You know, yeah. You know, so then I, uh, then I, that, I told my swim. Said, you want to go to SEAL training? Now I had saw this movie, man. About this movie had some navy, see, these Navy people who were training seals and dolphins to put bombs on the bottom of boats. I swear, I thought that's what that was. I said, Yeah, give me that. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I swim good. You know. Yeah. Finish. Go dive fair up in Chicago. They don't have dive fair anymore, but it was a dive. It was a program to, for all the divers, people going. To, um, Dome diver, combat diver, um, SEAL, EOD, and uh, salvage diver, uh, and rescue diver. So anybody would go into that program would go through this dive fair program. Okay. Uh, get up there, and they start 
they split us up into whatever your perspective group was. And mine was Seal. And they show this video of these cats jumping out of planes and oh and um and um shooting and getting shot at. I'm like, raise my hand. I, hey man, I'm in the wrong class, cuz <laughs> <laughs> But nevertheless, I I I I finished that, man. I go to um Camp Lejeune. I went to Camp Johnson to combat medic school first, uh, 8404, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Went to that school first, um, finished that up, went to um, basic reconnaissance. And, uh, there was a SARC out there. When I finished that, I knew the military was my life. I knew that's what I was going to do. I was married. I got married real early uh, then. I was I got married to my um, a girl I met my first year in the Navy. She was in the Navy, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. We had two beautiful daughters, man. And, um, and uh, unfortunately, our relationship didn't last, you know. Um, I was always gone. I, mean, I probably spent seventy days of a year in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. And imagine putting your wife on a base full of strapping Marines, right? <laughs> and leaving her, for, you know, for most of the year. You know what I'm That's saying? That's right. So you know, it didn't work out, man. And uh, I have to say that she's done a great job with my kids. You know. So I, I you know, the military was my life. I ended up getting injured, uh, broke my back diving exercise, man, and um, rehab from that. They took my dive. Um, status, my jump status, took all that from me, but then I got it back. But we went through the military downsizing in 90, 92, 93, and then when, when my name got called up in that, people who were injured, mm-hmm. um, they were closing bases, they mm-hmm. were, and uh, I got caught up in that number, man. So I was forced out without any notice, pretty much, you know. Wow. Right, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go through readaptation to civilian life, you know. All I knew how to do is jump out of planes and kill people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I I didn't get any of that, man. So um, I was diagnosed with PTSD while I was still in, you know, and uh, that kind of um, showed. That's me. what's wrong with your ass. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that showed his ugly hand, man. When I um, at, when I realized I'd been married three times, and and it almost cost me the marriage I'm with now, you know. My, my until I was medicated, man, and um and um. Receiving treatment and, and and accepting the fact that I had a problem, man. I was I had a problem. I know? tell people all the time, um, I don't know the difference. Yeah, but everybody else seems to be happy I'm medicated, <laughs> so I right, keep right. taking it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like, One hundred. You understand like, where I'm coming from? I know exactly where yeah. you're coming from. I like, tell people all the time, I take medicine to keep you safe. <laughs> not <laughs> me. <laughs> not it's you. you. Yeah, yeah, right. It's for, it's for you. Right? <laughs> That's crazy. So, you know, I finished that, man. I I, I, I uh, moved to, um, actually, we moved back home to San Diego first. Mm. Difficult time. PTSD. Um, if you remember, when we got out of the military, you had you couldn't lie about your status. Right. If you had injury, you couldn't lie about it. And, uh, right. But then, or you couldn't, you couldn't omit it. Mm-hmm. So I was putting post-traumatic stress syndrome, mm-hmm. and nobody would hire and me. And nobody man. wanted to hire right. you, thinking you finna come in there and shoot everything up. Yeah, I was yeah. literally digging ditches. Yeah. I, I literally dig ditches, man. And I uh, came back to Alabama looking for a job, man. Ended up getting a job. Got on with Montgomery. Well, let me go back. Went to New York. You know, that's when me and my wife got divorced. Went mm-hmm. to New York, man. Got on with NYPD, you know, but she wasn't going to do right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. she wasn't going to do right. But I understand. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'll be honest with you. I understand, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, I came down to Montgomery. And got on with M- uh, Montgomery PD, and then they fired me the same day I got hired after after the hiring process because of my back. Oh, not okay. my PTSD. They didn't care about me it, being crazy. It was your back. My back, yeah. you know. So um, that night, I went home. I remember thinking, man, how am I, you know, take care of my kids, you know? And um, that night, I got a call from the Alabama Department of Corrections, man. And uh, 
went to work for DOC for about a year. And then um, in that year, I took a test for the county to be a nurse in the county jail. F- totally forgot about it. And uh, I got a call. Hey, man, you want to come work with the county jail? I said, yeah. I mean, you know, I go up there with all my police stuff. They said, no, nah, this is for the nurse job. <laughs> I totally forgot I applied for it, you know. So I worked up there as a nurse for about three years. Yeah. And then um, got back into law enforcement. Wow. And so... Now that is a that is quite a, a journey. Yeah, I'm a nomad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a nomad too. Yeah. Um, if you could go back to your younger self, right, right, pick a age mm-hmm. and give him some advice. Hmm. When you say younger, you mean my adolescent years? I don't care. It could have been last week. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Just go pick a. Pick your age uh, right. and say, I tell that motherfucker to stick with it or right. don't do that. Or, right. 12 years old, man. Okay. 12 years old. I would tell you to not fall for peer pressure mm. and un- and become your own person. Mm. And I think that's really important. I was my own person at 12 years old. But I fell for peer pressure. Mm-hmm. And I you know, started running with the clowns and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So get an education. Man. Pay attention to school. It's important regardless of what anybody tells you. It's, in- it's important. You can't really do a whole lot without it, you know? I mean, yeah. everybody's not built to own their own business. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not built to, to own their own. And I know these celebrities, these rappers will tell you, don't go work for nobody, man. Do start your own business, man. Mm-hmm. Listen, you know, I've gone to a lot of um, businesses, and they can't even open on time. You know right. what I'm saying? So, right. So it's, it's, it's important to get an education. Um, I got to say this. Uh, it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day, too. Because this a similar conversation had come mm-hmm. up. And I just want to be honest, and this is to my friend's parents. Mm-hmm. Like, I was the peer pressure. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, I, like I, I, I'm I, keeping it. But I like, it. Yeah. yeah, like when, pe- when we get in trouble. Right. And people be like, surely, you know, look, I didn't. Right. It was me. <laughs> Getting everybody else in trouble. I, I can see every that. time, and yeah. then I look at all innocent. <laughs> if, if people tell me all the time, "You're an educated thug," like, you, you don't know I am. <laughs> we'll be right back. Network with Intravenous with Iva podcast guests every Thursday this spring and summer at the Vault of Downtown. Located at 1923rd Avenue North, Happy Hour kicks off at 5 o'clock with Gentleman Jack and Redmont Vodka Drink Specials. Vendors, or for more information, call Demetrius Carr at 205-240-9442. Again, that's Demetrius Carr at 205-240-9442. 9442. Hosted by Chris Shepard and sponsored by UrbanHam.com. Tell me your favorite charity. Brenda's Brown Bosom Buddies. Tell us about Brenda's Brown Bosom Buddies. Brenda's Brown Bosom Buddies is a organization created by Miss Brenda Hong, who is a marvelous and magnificent woman and will don't mind putting you in check whenever, <laughs> whenever or wherever. <laughs> But uh, they she they, owed me a date. If you <laughs> listening to this, we going out for Cinco de Mayo. I'm, can I go with you? Absolutely, I'm going with you. Let yeah, me know. Now, all right? Yeah, I promise you. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. And uh, you know they provide um, mammograms and and uh, and, and uh, help for breast cancer for um, 
brown women, and they don't turn anybody away. It's not about um, the option. They're not going to turn white women away. You know, they're, right, they're right, totally, right, right, right. But but Miss Hung understood that there were black women and, and Latino women who were not getting the medical care or the mammograms that they needed to be able to de- to detect the cancer that you know they may or may not have. That's right. right. Well, if you don't answer one of these questions, mm-hmm. you got to make a donation. Okay. But they're easy. You're going to answer them. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Regents Park or Rickwood Field? Rickwood Field. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Railroad Park. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Hmm. Legacy Arena. Crossplex or... Or Legion Field? Ooh, I'll say, I'm going to have to say Crossplex on that one. Biggie or Tupac? Biggie. Michael Jackson or Prince? Prince. Barons or Squadron? Squadron. Legion or Stallions? Stallions. Alabama or Auburn? Alabama, roll tight. <laughs> iPhone. Or Android. iPhone. <laughs> you ought to see the <laughs> disgust on your face. Um, if you could have a superpower, mm-hmm. what would it be? Invisibility. Invisibility? Yeah. What's your zodiac sign? Capricorn. That's right. What am I thinking about? <laughs> do you cook? I do. You throw down? I throw down. Tell me what you... T- what am I thinking? I'm, I'm so I'm so into like reading that right. I'm losing. We'll get back. Don't answer that question. We'll get back to that. Right. Um. And who's your favorite NBA team? Lakers. Who's your favorite NV- NFL team? Chargers. The Chargers. Yeah. What am I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> so we have coming up. The barbecue fight. Right. Now, we going to back all the way up. Okay. And give the, the we going to set up the barbecue fight, right? Right. So, the, the crew is Big Walt, Danny Carr, Abdul Al-Wahid, Jude and me. Right. And so they're always talking about cooking and da da da. Um, this is back then, right? So um Danny is the main one full of bullshit <laughs> because Danny always getting somebody to cook his food for him and then he'll come up and stand over it like he been cooking. <laughs> and so me and ooh, me and Jew would take him down through there. And then Walt might post some. Oh, it was always me and Jew tearing them up, right? So finally, um, and so I was talk I would be talking smack, but I never really said I could cook. Right. right. I was just messing with everybody else. Right. So they had a chili cook-off, and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> but I was like, okay, I can Google a chili uh, 
recipe. Right. And so I just started talking, noise, talking to, oh, I'm just talking, talking, talking. So we have the chili cook-off. And my chili got like two points out of 80. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about it was terrible. And then, check this out. The 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 um, recipe called for putting some cocoa in it, but I had dropped it, <laughs> and so the my chili was brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was. It, it looked like. Listen, well, I, I I didn't dislike the taste. No, the taste yeah, wasn't bad, it was, but like, it looked like it belonged in a pamper. <laughs> <laughs> so man, this time around. They well since then they have spared me from being the actual one cooking, and I have judged and I've been every, done everything else. But I must say this: I I, I want to set everything up, saying a couple of things. Number one, the brotherhood that we have, and we call and we check on each other and we pray for each other, is just you know, um, it's like. I say when I when I hear mm -hmm. people say stereotypical things right, right. about black men, right, I'm right. like, y'all have no idea. Yeah, yeah. So I cherish that bond, and we have such a good time. And before we get to it, let's go all the way back to your personal charities that you pour into mm -hmm. um everything every time you guys do something it's always for a, a cause absolutely it's always to um do something be it thanksgiving christmas um sending kids down to montgomery mm -hmm. to to see their history you with young boys who are at that um that age that right. crossroads so before we go all directly into the details of the barbecue fight, right. talk about what you do it all for, man. You know, um, coming from underserved communities myself um, and being in law enforcement um, so many years, uh, several different places, there's a need. Um, the problem I see is that uh, there's too many mentoring programs that are in competition with each other. And I think that the need is for us to come together because everyone plain claims that they have the solution, but ain't none of them working. Yeah. So we need to come together as uh, as nonprofits and and try to be, become one accord. Yeah. So that was our push. You know. Well, I met Walden Abdul when the tornado came through that way down in Wadona, mm -hmm. and uh, and my wife already knew them, but I I met them th th at that time, and mm -hmm. um. I don't know what made them call me. Walt called me, asked me to come on this radio show, and then from that point on, we just gained a friendship. They were already, they had already had their first um, Soul Food Sunday, mm -hmm. and um, I joined in, and um, I was there when we did our first uh, uh, Get on the Bus. It was what it was called. Now yeah. it's called the Fantastic Voyage. Now, yeah, but um, we took um, a, I think our first trip was like fifty kids. Okay, we took them down to um, the National Confederate Enslavement Museum down in Selma. I and a very, very, very powerful museum. And then uh, Abdul has this pact of unity that he gives to these kids and make them recite it. 
Oh, we did that at the foot of the uh, Edmund Pettus Bridge. Then we marched across the Edmund Pettus Bridge with the state troopers stopping the tra- traffic for us. Oh, wow. So you have to go back to Bloody Sunday where the troopers prevented us from going across. Yeah. I thought that was a very symbolic um, uh, right. thing uh, thing that we did at that time. And then uh, when we cross over there, we have lunch over at the little park across the street from the Voters' Rights Museum. Then we go there. And uh, you know what was ironic? About, what was good about this was that these kids really felt everything that took place. Mm. They felt it, they understood, and they talked about it when we came back. So we said, we got to do this again. And that makes me feel good that we're getting through to some of them. You know, I know we can't go home with them. And yeah. I know they got to go back to their environment. I totally get it. But we try to make it ourselves accessible to these kids, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just it's not easy. Man, I tell you, you hit the nail on the head with that compu- um, competing yeah. mentor groups and whatnot. But then I have to say this, and, you know, we laugh about it, but, like, I'm all the way at the other end of the spectrum. I'd be like, fuck them kids. <laughs> right, you right, know what right. I'm saying? Because <laughs> if, if if you can't do nothing with the parents, right, right. you know, but I really, I, I'm at the point now where I'm very picky right. about where I spend my time and resources. Absolutely. Because... You guys, I see my efforts, my donations at work, right. working with these kids. Right. I see it. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, some people so intent on right. making an organization. Right. They ain't got but one or two kids. <laughs> right, you know right, what I'm saying? True, they ain't true. doing nothing. Yeah. And and it's a different kid that might come every time. So I just, I, I, I salute what y'all are doing. So with that being said, talk about the barbecue okay. fight. So as you know, um, Walt claims that he, Walt ribs ain't all that. Well, <laughs> but, yeah, let me, but you know what? I had to do it to yeah, you, dog. You know what? You're, you're absolutely right, though. His, his ribs aren't all that. And, and we never had his ribs because those are his ribs he's bringing. He got somebody. He got Abdul to cook them ribs. Yeah, listen, listen. And then he wants to cook them the night before. You know why? Because he don't want nobody to see him cooking them. That's what it is. Right. That's exactly what right. it is. Yeah, just a, like Danny. Just like he Danny. don't want nobody to see. Every time he come, he have presentations yeah, yeah. and platters and <laughs> candles. Man, we know you ain't cooked that food. Yeah, golden tongs and stuff. Man. Yeah. Hey, man, listen, Miss Miss Regina Hope, man, beautiful woman, I love her. Um, as a matter of fact, I got to get her a, a, a um, pound cake to her sometime in the next few days before she called me and cussed me out. <laughs> but um, but beautiful woman, man, I love her to death, man. It's hard not to love her. Yeah, you know, it's hard not to love her, but. And she's gonna get mad for me telling this. <laughs> but we know she's cooking Danny's food. We know this. We know it. <laughs> we, we know it. Right. We know it. So, you know, I almost told a lie on Danny. I was gonna say, man, I was at Perry's. I saw Danny walk out with a cup, couple of lobster tails. <laughs> and that's you know he's on Facebook. <laughs> we did, yeah, look, yeah, what, I look did. what I did. <laughs> Yeah, and then you know Abdul tries to be that silent guy in the middle. He keeps his mouth. He don't. He don't talk a lot of trash about nobody. But and, he's a chef. Like he tripping you. Yeah. Like you supposed to win. He's supposed to win. Yeah, yeah. He got a food truck. Man. Yeah, you know, right. He's making Philly steaks all day. You know. So, but no, nah, it, it, we. It, I think like Danny, there are people who literally thought that I was just ragging on Danny. Danny, I don't like Danny. And right, 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 right. You got to tell that story. Yeah. Like, 
people, people would, you know, you and I both would go back and forth. With right. Me, but it was just, it was something about me. I guess I was going too hard. Uh-huh. But people were calling Danny, hey, man, what's with this dude, man? Talk to me, yo. And, um, and Danny had to let people know, man, you know, he that, did, nah, he's my like, friend. He's my man. friend. Yeah, nah, man, that dude jealous of you, man. Yeah. Nah, nah, this is, uh, oh, I can, nah, it take Danny to tell it, though, man. <laughs> I talk trash with the best of them, man. You yeah. know, and I think sometimes me and you just go in too deep on it, man. But, <laughs> but uh, that's that's my thing, man. You know, it's, it's all about fun. Yeah. And I I want, I want people to know that. I want people to know that we're we're brothers. You yeah. know, all of us, all of us, we're brothers, and we do this fun. We do it also to raise money to save these babies, man. Yeah. And it's not working like we wanted to, but like you said, they like to say if you can just save one. I'm like you too, but fuck them kids sometimes. Yeah, you know? man. I have to bring myself back to back to life, man. Yeah. But, you know, you know, from my experiences, man, it's like some things just have to run its course. They do. Yeah. And 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 I'm I I try to be very thoughtful in saying I was one of them kids that people should have said fuck them kids right, too right, right. because I wouldn't listen. Correct. I had to see it myself. Yeah. I had to make my own mistakes. I was headstrong right. like that. And but God, but but for the grace of God, I might be in one of these Absolutely. bad predicaments. Right, right. But all I'm saying is I have my own struggles. Right. My own children, my own stuff, and I don't have time for somebody that don't want to be helped. I got you. I got now, you. if you want to be helped, I'm that dude. Right. I you know what I'm? I am the plug. Yeah, and I know that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I definitely know that, man. But yeah, but if 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 that's not what you want, I'm. I love you. Right. Go find yourself like I had to. Right. It's not but, your neck. But yeah, but I'm not. I'm not finna force. Right. right. Anything on anybody? Yeah. You go do you. But you know, my kids are grown, and um, I I I feel blessed that I have two daughters in New York. You know, they're in law enforcement. You know, so two daughters in New York, and their mother raised them by herself. You know, and um, she did a great job. You know, and but I did the best I can I could from here. Right. You know? Um, I have my youngest daughter here, and I have my son. And uh, they they're both fin- all my kids have gone to college. You know. Mm-hmm. And um, but my my youngest is still in college. You know, she has like a couple years left. She's getting her nursing degree. My son got his physical therapy degree. I want them to 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 understand they can come together and create their own business. You mm-hmm. know, once they once they get their licenses and such, man. Mm-hmm. But I feel blessed that I didn't see my kids go through any legal issues. Mm-hmm. No babies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, and I'm. I'm not knocking anybody for that. Right, right. You, you're being thankful. Right. That's all. They, 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 they came up the way that we raised them. Yeah. And I think that there are kids out there who didn't have that, like, um, that structure. Or the, even that that um, that um whisper in their ear. Yeah. They didn't have it. All they see is what they see in their streets and what they hear in the music. Our music is terrible. It's, we it's talk terrible. about that, yeah. You and I can listen to it and enjoy it because we understand this music is 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 a fantasy, exactly. But a young mind is still building, and they looking at it. They hear life, right? And and I don't know about y'all, man, but I sit across the table from killers, and I don't understand. There's nothing they can tell me to help me understand where they're coming from. Nothing at all. Now, you know, I created me and Pamela Bass created our organization. They're guys, man. Who, who are part of our organization uh, who I sent to prison, who I consider my brothers today. Wow. And um, th- and they can get through to these kids. Yeah. They can get through to these kids. They are serious business, man. Um, 
real gangsters. Yeah. But but both with well, the two main ones are now have one is is pretty much an executive level at a company. Oh, that's wonderful. And I'm a I, I would I, I tell you off record how, yeah. he, how he got there. Yeah. And the other one started his own plumbing business that just shot off. Yeah. And they're both doing wonderful, man. Yeah. And but you know, and they talk like they're wonderful. They talk great. But if they have to go there, they will. Right. The situation happened with my wife. People calling my house, talking about you know making threats to my wife. You know, mm-hmm. and man, these cats, no, they want to sit up twenty four hours on my house. You know, yeah. and I'm gonna scare my neighbors, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, but these are real guys. These guys can get out there and get through to these kids. They don't want to hear from me. Right. I can tell them I come from that same community, but because I wear a badge That's or, right. or whatever, they don't want right. to hear that, man, from me. They need to hear from somebody who's grimy. Right. Or once was grimy, man, and I can, can still go there. So. Well, man, tell us the info for the barbecue uh, fight. Okay. The barbecue, barbecue contest. It, Walt says fight, but it, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be king of the grill. But um, it is it is Saturday, April 1st. Um, it's going to be at Hopewell Baptist Church, and I think that's 4817 Jefferson Avenue. Man, you right. good. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's April April Fool's Day, April first. Yeah. So it that's why I was wondering, like, you know, is this a joke? We gonna get there, and ain't ain't nobody gonna nah, be there. We, we, we gonna be there. We gonna be there. But if Walt wins, it's gonna be a joke. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want more information, you can call Big Walt at two zero five three nine six four six four seven. Thank you for joining us, hey, man, man. Anytime, man. Anytime. I love you. Love you too, brother. I want to thank you all for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63, I360 News, and UrbanHam.com. God bless. Hello, I am Dr. Brandy Bowling, your triple board certified pediatrician, adult psychiatrist, and child and adolescent psychiatrist. I am also an ADHD expert, a mommy friend, a school liaison, author of the best-selling book, Shine, Understanding ADHD So Your Child Can Be a Star, and host of the Facebook live stream, Focus on It Friday. You can find me at Dr. Brandy B, that's D-R-B-R-A-N-D-I-B, on all social media platforms. Or you can call my office, which is 205 948 71 It is my goal that all children and adults will be successful and that they will shine in the classroom and in life.